0: morning, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a fantastic episode today. We have the honor of having Stephen Halasnik, who is the managing partner of Financing Solutions. Stephen, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Oh, I'm glad to be here.
0: Can you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your background, and then we can jump into kind of your history and the success tips?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, for your listeners, I think they're most want to know is that over the last 25 years, I've built six successful companies and they've been in the 25 uh 5 million to 25 million dollar revenue range and you know I always make sure I say the revenue range because you know I do hear people who're saying that they've built multiple companies but they don't always say what the revenue is and the revenue tells you the size and the importance of the organization not that 25 million is that big but it's also not that small
0: definitely very good point and kind of to expect as we get into that but just to, to realize that you've done this multiple times in multiple industries, there's going to be some key fundamentals that you kind of use to analyze and kind of make decisions. So I'm looking forward to really extracting some of that and sharing that with the listeners. Yeah,
1: me too. <laughs> I, <laughs> learn, I learn every single time someone asks me a question. So. That's
0: fantastic. So why don't we start with a little bit about financing solutions, what you guys do, how you do it, how that whole business came about. And then we can kind of get into some of the other streams of revenue as
1: well. Yeah. So I have two really successful businesses right now that are, I actually own four businesses right now. that are still going, but two of them have done really well. And it's really, we're going to get to that, the description of financing solutions and the other company in a second. But you know, one of the concepts that I have here is the idea that you just don't automatically become good at entrepreneurship or good at being a business owner. It, it really takes experience. It takes, takes time and it takes being put in the fire (laughs) quite a bit. And you know, and so I think those, you know, 25 years of experience have culminated in me having these two successful businesses. So financing solutions provides lines of credit to small businesses and nonprofits. So we provide lines of credit to, um, organizations that cannot either one get a bank line of credit because they don't have collateral uh, or two they can't get it quick enough. And you know, I had personal experience in knowing what it's like to either one work with a bank to get financing for myself and how torturous that is, uh, I don't know torture, I don't know torturous is the right word, but uh, uh and also um how, how hard it is and how important it is. So financing solutions, that's what we do for that company. And, um, I've had it for seven years. It's weird. Uh, I have a business partner. We, we are investing our own money. So we take our own money and we put it out on to other businesses and, and they can use a line of credit. Um, and we took everything that we hated about bank line of credits and we created a product for that. So, Fantastic.
0: So as long as you're not cr- going crazy on the interest rates there, like most of these uh, last minute loan companies, we can see how quickly that can be very successful.
1: Yeah, well, I don't think, honestly, I don't think that you, uh, when you're using short term financing, I don't think you sit there and, you know, I know what you're talking about in regards to cash advance companies they are extremely expensive. <laughs> is great, exactly. right right but this is you know this isn't set up that way this is set up where you're going to use it for a short period of time um there's there's it doesn't cost anything to set it up you have it there as a, a backup plan and I, I i honestly i'm proud of the product that we offer because i know 15 years ago boy could i have used it in certain situations <laughs> so i i have a You know, I have a passion to do what I do. I really believe in what I do. And I get, I tell you, there's times when I get frustrated when I hear a client say, nah, I'm not going to set it up. I'm like, are you crazy? (laughs) It costs nothing. You set it up when you don't need it. That's when you set it up. So, yeah, so that's what financing solutions does. Yeah. And then I have another business that's actually an Inc. 5000 fastest growing company in the United States. I've had it uh, for four years. It's called Elite Funeral Funding. What we do is we buy life insurance policies when people pass away so that their loved ones can get um, the money up uh, up front instead of waiting 60 days from the life insurance insurance company to pay them. And uh, that's a very good business that we have as well, so.
0: And how did you get into that one?
1: Yeah, so my, I think that's the most interesting story that I'll tell you right now, um, today, that would help everybody. It's this new theory I have, I have, I've been through three recessions. And as of talking today, we're in the midst of the pandemic recession. I've actually been able to name these recessions now, 9-11 recessions, housing crisis recession 2008, and the pandemic recession. So, what happened was a couple of years ago, my business partner and I were talking about financing solutions, and we were worried about what happens during a recession um, w- you know the what could counter sink or counteract a recession in the United States where we thought the amount of borrowing for a line of credit would go down and so we started looking for another business that would be counter cyclical or wouldn't be recession proof, right? Which is what everybody often looks for. I looked for that 15 years ago and found what I thought was one and it wasn't. So we uh, started looking and we came across uh, two indicators. One was one of our clients had, uh, that we were looking at their bank statements to approve them for a line of credit. And we saw uh, this line item going out or no, coming in, money coming in. And we were like, what's this? And they said, well, this was a, um, I think they had someone in their family had died and they actually brought the money from the financing company, a funeral funding company into the business. And so we started asking questions about that. They shouldn't have done that, but they did it. And, um, it should have gone to a personal. And, um, so we, we then said, Oh, that's an interesting business. It's a very mature business. It's not something that's new. And so then we, um, we started asking around, learning about a lot about the industry. And we stumbled upon somebody with 25 years of experience in the industry who wanted to start her own business and had the experience. And we, we, she's the managing partner along with her sister. And we are the investors and we own 60% of the company. They run it. We are the advisors and the investors.
0: Fantastic. And how, and like you said, that's running really good it's on the Inc top 5,000.
1: Yeah, yeah 1026 on the Inc 5,000. And it, it, it has done really well for three and a half years. You know, building a business is always so hard. And it's you know after six, it's nice to get an easy one. <laughs> you know, it's it's nice to get one. It started great from day one. You know, we were we were building big. We were building big revenue after like three months, um, and it's always been good ever since. So um, it's a complicated business, and you have to have the experience in it to do well, to to prevent fraud. But it is a um, it's been a good business for us
0: wow that's fantastic who would have thought funeral financing would be so lucrative yeah so then let's talk a little bit about the other streams of revenue i know you have some uh, real estate and you have some other uh, businesses when you think about getting involved in a business or starting a new business what are kind of the trail of thoughts that you go through or kind of the checklist that the criteria that it has to check off for you in order to put some time and attention and money into that?
1: Yeah. So it's changed over the years. I, I'll tell you. So the first couple of businesses I started, the first three were, which was, um, I started off in digital printing 25 years ago. Uh, then I went to two staffing companies, um, temporary staffing in technical areas. One was technical it consulting and the other one was, uh, Long-term nurses at hospitals, and so what my, my what my thing was was catching trends, <laughs> and I looked for something that's a growing wave, because I I I, I followed the idea that a a, a, a rising tide flight uh, floats all boats. So as the economy is going up, you 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 grab onto it, and it brings you up. So the, so the first two companies I did kind of was that way, the IT company and the digital printing company. I mean, the digital printing company really wasn't that way. It was, I wanted to become my own business owner. It was my dream and I, I couldn't think of an idea. And then the opportunity presented itself where my, my wife said, if you're going to do it, do it now. And, um, I didn't have an idea. So my mentor said, pick something, you know. And I was working for Xerox at the time. I was one of their top sales reps in the country. I was working in something new called digital printing. And so I picked something I knew. So then I went on to the second thing, which which was this huge demand that was going on, that was going to go on. It was like a perfect storm for the need for IT consultants throughout the United States. And I brought that company to 6 million, and it was really profitable. I had it for several years. It's one of the key reasons I was able to increase my net worth and do other things. During that time, I, my accountant comes into me one day. And by the way, it's never good when your accountant comes to see you personally. Okay.
0: <laughs> I know that when I go see my clients <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and he walks in and he goes, Steven, I want to let you know, you have to pay $280,000 in taxes this year. And um, there was a multiple reasons why. And, again, this was only a $6 million company, so it wasn't like, you know, I'm not talking about, you know, hundreds and tens of millions of so you dollars. So,
0: you weren't set up like Trump and paying $700 Well, no, I was going to say
1: that, but I wanted to be careful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, like Trump, you know, and anybody who knows anything about tax returns knows that, you know, there's a lot to it and you have to plan. And so I went out and after I had paid that much money, I knew I had a tax problem going forward. I didn't want to have to have that happen again. And so I bought a 10,000 square foot dilapidated building that was beautiful a 200 year old building um, that I fixed up, paid cash for it, fixed up, paid cash for that. And then I kept two floors for myself and rented the other three floors out. And I've had that building for you know 15 plus years. It's been a great revenue stream for me. And it's also been great for me to leverage that building to get lines of credit that I then use for my businesses. So that was a, that was a good way of reducing taxes. Also it was a good way for me to um, have a revenue stream when things weren't going so well, because the next business I started healthcare seeker, which placed long-term registered nurses throughout the United States into long-term hospital assignments. They're called travel nurses. I had studied that market because I was looking for a recession proof um, business. And I thought healthcare would be that. So whereas an expert seeker, which is the name of the IT uh, staffing company, I got in at the bottom. Unfortunately, with the healthcare seeker, uh, uh, company, I got in at the top, oh, no. <laughs> and I had to ride it down. Boy, that was torture. So you know, um, at one point with Healthcare Seeker, by way, Healthcare Seeker ended up after five years becoming an Inc. 500 fastest growing company in the United States. That
0: oh, did come good in the end. Yeah,
1: but it it I went through uh, a recession with that one twice i went through a recession twice with that and the second recession in 2008 destroyed the company and um but anyway the healthcare seeker business i studied so one of the things i had done when i uh when expertseeker.com was coming toward the end of its life uh, what i did was i just spent the next 3 months just researching and I, I had a notepad next to me and I would just write down ideas and write down ideas. I'd read all day long, write ideas and call people and ask them, you know, what do you think about this? I, I, I'm really good at finding people who are experts at something or know something in particular about a particular field. I call them up and I pick their brains. And so, you know, I narrowed it down. I think one of the companies I was uh, interested in was uh, companies that help with viruses um, to protect other businesses from, you know, viruses that come into the computer systems. I thought about that, you know, and I, I was never, ever afraid to pick an industry I didn't know, except fine, uh, Funny enough, I, I, I'm not good at finance. I'm not good at numbers. And so I said, my mentor had always said, well, what do you think about financing? I said, I can't go into that because I don't understand it, right?
0: And now two of, excuse me, two of the <laughs> biggest companies are financing companies. Yes,
1: but guess why? Why? Because now I have a partner who really understands finance, okay? And, and he has a, a complementary skill set to me where he is really good on the back end and I'm good on the front end. So the two companies I have in finance right now, I kind of led him there like, I had a hunch that it might be good, but I didn't understand it. And he's the one who not only, uh, you know, investigated it, but he's the one who explained it back to me and said this, Steve, this is why this is good. Or, or this is how it works in simple terms, which is why he's so valuable. And then the other thing about him is he, you know, I picked businesses that you know, the the staffing businesses, the digital printing businesses, the commercial, these are kind of very simple businesses that people, I mean, they're not complicated, right? I don't, these financing solutions and elite funeral funding are high margin businesses that are complicated, but it allows me to do what I do good at. I'm really great at marketing I am great at getting things done. Like I am great at moving an idea from the idea phase to a real company. I'm great at that. And my partner is a little bit more reserved and, you know, but I'm great. See, my, my number one biggest thing over the 90% of my day is about marketing and getting clients to come to us. And that's my, and I'm really good at it. And I spent all my time on it. I happen to really like it. And it's the biggest theory I have. You could have the best product or service in the world. But if people don't know about you and they don't come to you in an inexpensive way, you do not have a business. So, So true, isn't it? It's
0: so true. It's like, why have the best hotel in the world if no one's staying there?
1: Yeah. And you know what the number one way small businesses market, how, how Casey, what do you think the number one way is
0: With Google and Facebook? I wouldn't.
1: I no, could. it's word of mouth. No. It yeah. It's the number one. It's the most unsophisticated marketing. They say, well, if we do a good job, we treat these customers. Well, they'll tell other people or, okay, maybe I'm wrong. It's number two. Number one is hire a salesperson and give them a, give them, a list of phone numbers and go yeah right that's not what I'm talking about i'm talking about what you just said search engine optimization search engine marketing which is all google of course you got direct mail you got email marketing you got uh, trade publications you got mailing lists you got you know social media you have all these sources okay and 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 you have to figure out how they're going to help you You need to measure them to see if they're effective and you need to keep trying to find a new lead source that your competition hasn't found. The financing business is in the top three of the most expensive ways that to acquire clients. So, you know, it's it could cost me anywhere between a thousand dollars to acquire a client in in financing solutions, or it could cost me as much as twelve thousand dollars to acquire a client. Of course, twelve thousand dollars I don't want to I don't want to spend, but you got to be able to measure your marketing channels. It's something that I really enjoy. I like. It's very hard. Um, I mean, I'm competing against a lot of people every single day. So,
0: I, I like two things that you said a lot. One was. You have a mentor so can we talk a little bit about your mentor how you found him has it been various mentors along the way or have you kind of stuck with one and then the second thing would be your business partner and kind of finding a good balance to you to be able to kind of digest information that you didn't otherwise get
1: yep so my business partner was my business I'm sorry my mentor was my mentor for 20 years I um, when I was 17, I wanted to, I knew I wanted to own my own company. I thought I would go work for a big company, go make mistakes, learn on their time, and then start my own business. And that's exactly what I did. I worked for Xerox for eight and a half years. And then I went to start my own company. But at the age of 26, I said, you know what, I better start preparing myself to own my own business. So I started taking classes at the Princeton Adult School, which is not Princeton University. It's the high school, but the guy I took these classes called cases from the Harvard Business School and the professor teaching it was a businessman who was unbelievable. He was an incredibly smart guy. He graduated his masters from Harvard and he ran a financing business and he taught these cases and I took the same class six years in a row because you always did different cases. And I was like, I loved it. I loved the cases. And um and he became my mentor. I asked I I I knew he was good. I always wanted a mentor. And so I went to him and I said, you know, would you like to grab lunch one day? And he said, yes. And and then from that point f- forward, I met with him every three months for 20 years. Wow. And and what was interesting was after, remember I talked about earlier on like entrepreneurship is learned, right? It got to the point, honestly, I would say after 10 years, maybe several years, where, there, where I was better at entrepreneurship than he was, where there wasn't a lot that he was teaching me anymore, but it was still a friendship. And it was great to have somebody to talk things through. And he was always so positive. You know, when you're a sole owner of a company, you don't have anybody you can talk to. And having somebody who says, you know, Stephen, you're doing the right things, keep doing them right? That, that's really helpful in a mentor. Um, so I would also say be selective in your mentor. Just don't select someone because it's a body, you know, they gotta be pretty good. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Now my business partner on the other hand, um, he was, um, he is the best business partner. You, anyone can possibly imagine. Um, he, uh, he, we just get along so well, but what happened was, so I met him at, um, my entrepreneur organization forum group. So the, if you don't know about the entrepreneur organization, it's, it's, you definitely should be joining it. It's, uh, 15,000 entrepreneurs throughout the world. It's an organization that's, that's, there to support entrepreneurs. And, um, what they do is they put you into a forum group and my forum group of, uh, nine guys have been together for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I met him at my forum group, you know, and we were friendly. It was obvious that him and I were always either one on the same wavelength, but we were also kind of, you know, doing very well individually. He had his own businesses. I had my own businesses. So it became a time where he sold his businesses and I was between businesses and he and I decided we would start looking for angel funding deals to fund. We thought, okay, let's work together and let's, yeah, you know, I don't think we thought of starting a business together at the time. But for the next two years, we kept looking for businesses to invest in. And during that time, we really got to know each other further. And we were always on the same wavelength. We we got along well. We never never argued. Um, we were both very honest and very um, uh, you know straight with each other. And we complemented each other's skills incredibly well. And after two years, we decided the angel funding wasn't a good route for us. We didn't do any deals. We were not, were not impressed with the companies we were meeting. And then we also didn't like the formula for how many deals you had to be in, which was like 10 deals to make money on one deal. Not a good and deal. So, No. And so we decided um, let's go on, out on our own and see what we could do together. And then and that's how we and then what happens, my mentor introduced me to financing and I brought Keith to the meeting to explain it to me because my mentor had been telling me about this industry and Keith got it like that. Like he was like, oh, my God, this is a great opportunity for us. It fits all the criteria for what we're looking for in a business. And um, and uh, and then I was like, OK, let's do it now. I want to tell you the bad side of the story. Uh, my mentor, um, had been telling me about that industry for years and years and years. And then when I told him we were going to start a business in it, he got pissed and he stopped being my mentor. He wouldn't see me anymore. And what? I, yeah, I, the, your reaction was my reaction. I was like, you've been telling me about this. And now I said, okay, I'm going to start a business in it. And then now you're angry at me. And, uh, I, I never really understood the whole story about it. I you know we, we did go into a business that was very similar to his. And what I said to him was, I promised I knew where his marketing channel was. And believe me, this is a small operation. Okay. I knew what his marketing channel was. And I said, I promise I will not go into any of your marketing channels. And I never did in, in seven years, I have never gone into his area um, of the business. And I, uh, you know, I feel I, it's one of the biggest, one of the biggest regrets I We're ever had. Talking. Huh? You still not seeing him? He... We're still not talking. Yeah. Like I, I tried one once like a year or two later to let him know how I was doing and a letter and everything like that. And I never responded. And I also wrote a book about it. So, um, you know, I, I have a best selling book that I co authored on Amazon. Oh, yeah. And then there I talk about all of what I'm telling you right now but the history of those six businesses and the ups and the downs and 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 this mentorship relationship is in that and um yeah. yeah. And so I That's, I, a, I, that's I, the
0: I sad side of it. We will leave a link to the book down below so people can uh, can get that on Amazon. Yeah. Um, so okay, so let's end on a more positive note than that then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let me ask this one question. If you had to um split your success between three different factors, being drive, skill, and luck, how would you apportion it between those three?
1: Um 90% drive. Uh five temp what's it? it was luck, skill, and drive. And drive. Okay, so it's 90% drive, 9% luck, and 1%... Um, uh, what was the last one? Skill. Sorry. Skill. Skill. Wow.
0: That's a, I've never had that one. That, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, the, I mean, the only thing, and not to make this long, I, I have a photographic memory with visual images. And so when I bought my building, that was a vision because I have such a good ability to see what something can become. So when it came to real estate and my own home, which I completely renovated and had a vision for that, that was a lot of skill. So, I mean, yeah.
0: Steven, thank you so much for your time. We will put the links below for finance and solutions now and for your book. Um, Thank you so much.
1: Thanks for having me.